let's tell the truth that Lincoln dropped Hannibal Hamlin as his vice president pick for his second term and brings on that white devil Andrew Johnson who would gut reconstruction. Hey, it's spiritual politics, man. It's the 127th Ohio Volunteer Infantry. United States Colored Trooper, part of the 5th Regiment. Do the homework on that. What we should have did was put Andrew Johnson's clown ass in the ground. That little racist fool. I agree with you on that one, Clay. I agree with you on that one. Because we know it was Andrew Johnson who rescinded my general, William T. Sherman, Special Field Order Number 15. Y'all know it as 40 acres in the mule. It was a field order and a military measure. But when Johnson became president, he took that away. But that ain't what today's conversation is about. But I agree with you on that one, Clay. Mr. Clay, I'm in agreement. However, I am in stark opposition to the statement that Mr. Lincoln dropped Hannibal Hamlin and picked Andrew Johnson. Those are two things. You said he did. He dropped Hamlin and he picked Johnson. Let's hear that clip. Make sure I'm not tripping. Let's tell the truth that Lincoln dropped Hannibal Hamlin as his vice president pick for his second term and brings on that white devil Andrew Johnson who would gut reconstruction. Okay, so no, sir, this is absolutely false. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, I need you to open up Google go to Chrome or go to Google itself and type in this. How is the vice president elected? Um, and put 1967 reason why you're going to do that is because when you search that the first link that's going to pop up is from the Senate.gov. So let's go to the senators, um, the Senate's website. You're going to see that and scroll down to the section that's in bold to say election and secession. This is what you're going to learn that over the course of history, since the inception of the country, the vice president how you select a vice president has went through three changes. Okay. Change number. Um, the first one was in the original system, each member of the electoral college voted for two persons for president. The candidate receiving the most electoral votes becomes the president and the candidate receiving the second highest number of votes becomes the vice president. This is going to be a problem. I'm going to tell you why it's coming in a minute. The framers did not foresee the candidates would run as a ticket under the banner of a political party. Here's problem number one. In 1800, both Thomas Jefferson and Aaron Burr represented the Democratic Republicans. That was one party. OK, which was created by Jefferson campaign for president and vice president respectfully and received the same number of electoral votes. The contest went to the House of Representatives. The House finally elected Jefferson, making Aaron Burr the third vice president. Here's a problem. The problem is, and it's a better example for me would be Jefferson is the vice president of John Adams. John Adams is the second president of the United States of America. Adams and Jefferson are political rivals. They don't have the same ideology. Adams is considered to be a federalist. Jefferson is considered to be Democratic Republican. So why would you have a, somebody as your number two person who has a complete different ideology than yours? Hence, this is why they said the framers did not foresee the candidates would run as a ticket. You understand? So the first the first way 
was, hey, whoever got the most electoral votes, the second person, you will be the vice president. Here comes the second way. Nearly four years later, to avoid a repeat of the 1800 fiasco, Congress passed and the necessary number of states ratified the 12th Amendment. OK, this will allow electors to cast separate ballots for the president and vice president. So the second change is, hey, 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 we're just going to vote for the vice president totally separate now. OK, so that's the second change. The last change is the last sentence at the bottom of this section. In 1967, the ratification of the 25th Amendment allowed the president to name a new vice president with the approval of both houses of Congress. So, Mr. Clay, when you say Mr. President Lincoln drops Hamlin and you say he picks Johnson, he wouldn't have that power. That power will come 103 years later. So here's the problem. Here's the problem. See, if you're under the belief that Lincoln had the same presidential power that we currently have on how you pick a vice president, then that belief is false. And you just told thousands, if not millions of people, a lie, a bona fide lie. And it's irresponsible. So now you should correct that. Now, if you read that Lincoln picked Johnson and drop Hamlin, which that's so easy to find because that surface level Internet stuff, everybody's going to say that it's just a general conversation. Right. Then your source of information is bad. You didn't do the due diligence to, to verify how this selection process took place in lack of due diligence. You told a lie. OK, now. If you go to the election of 1864, ladies and gentlemen, you will see that Johnson actually received 200 votes. Hamlin received 150. So how can Lincoln pick anybody when these people have to go and get a vote? The vice president has to get a vote. Right. This ain't 1967 when Lincoln can handpick and it just re and it just needs a confirmation. No. They're going to get their own vote. Ten people ran for vice president in the year of 1864. Lincoln ain't pick nothing. Lincoln ain't drop nothing. Absolutely nothing. OK. In fact, to give a little insight, I'll give you a first hand source. This is coming from Henry Wilson, who will be the vice president of Grant from Massachusetts. He has a book and this guy documented everything. He got a lot of stuff. OK, and this is firsthand accounts. He's telling you everything that's going on. We're going to read out of the rise and fall of slave power. Volume three. Page 550 and 551. OK, let me pull it up here. Uh oh, I kind of messed it up. Hold on. Let me go back. All right. Here we go. All right. So he's at the um, 1864 convention. OK. And he's talking about on the first ballot, the vice for vice president. There were 10 who received one or more votes. There were 10 people of whom Andrew Johnson received the highest number. 
Next to him was Mr. Hamlin. I told you Johnson received 200. Hamlin received 150. You're going to see Dickinson receive 108 and then it gets smaller and smaller. Okay. Now, this change in the matter of vice presidents. I'm reading it was from no dissatisfaction with Mr. Hamlin. But it just came from a policy to recognize the nomination of a southern state in the war who were the war, war Democrats as they were styled, each of whom represented in the person of Mr. Johnson. OK, I'm not going to get into the war Democrats or maybe I should. The war Democrats was basically some people who were not pro slavery, not to the extent of we're going to go against the United States of America and try to form our own thing. So Andrew Johnson was a war Democrat who actually said, yo, what y'all doing? South Carolina, Mississippi, Georgia, that's treason. And that's a no, no. So he stood as what's called a war Democrat. So now Abraham Lincoln is under the perception that he is going to actually lose. He is going to lose the um, 1864 nomination. OK. He actually gives a speech about it. All right. Um, can I find that speech? <laughs> Um, but anyway, he actually gives a speech about it. All right. That, you know, he's thinking he's going to lose that. All right. So my point of bringing this in with Wilson, Wilson didn't document Hannibal Hamlin having a fit or with some type of coup and he's disappointed. Hamlin knows he has to go through an election process. He has to go through electoral process like all the vice presidents have to do at this particular time. You understand what I'm saying? So, Mr. Clay, I refute those points that you made about Lincoln. And you, sir, say you want the truth. That's all you want. You want the truth. Didn't you say that? The only thing that I want, Leon, is that I want the record to be clear. That's what I want. I want the facts to be out there. Because there are people who have lied to us about Lincoln. Sir, you have lied to us about Lincoln. All right. Be a little bit more responsible, man. I would love to have this conversation. Would love to have this conversation with you. Zoom, whatever we got to do. Let's have this conversation. All right. So people do your homework, do the due diligence. You see it for yourself. Um, if you're listening on the podcast, you can actually go to YouTube Subscribe to Spiritual Politics on YouTube. I'll drop it in the description. Um, I'll drop the link in the description. Um, that way you can kind of just see the voice over version of this episode where you can see the um, conversations. You know, you can see the actual documentation in a sense for yourself. All right. I'm signing off, man. Peace. Hey, it's Spiritual Politics, man. Yeah. Priest of this shit. How they gonna miss the spirit with politics? I pledge allegiance to the flag that came and got us about that situation called slavery. <laughs> Bitch niggas don't wanna talk about it. They gonna make up all kind of elaborate stories and shit. Get ready for it. Here we go. Union soldiers made slavery over. Harriet Tubman, she was a union soldier. 